Welcome to the podcast. I'm Michael Grant, Senior Pastor of Faith Worship Center International, right here in Columbus, Georgia. You picked a great day to tune in to our podcast because I'm ready to share a new series with you entitled 3D Faith. Faith that is dominant, discerning, and disciplined. I believe it's going to be a big blessing to you. So get your Bibles, prepare to take great notes, and let's dive into the Word together. But I want to cast an image before you so that you can connect with where God is taking us this month. Uh, The banner for this month is 3D faith. Somebody say 3D faith. I don't know if it kind of puts you in the mind of three-dimensional. It's kind of popping out at you, if you will, or it's in your face. It's an encounter that's unconventional, something that's new and fresh. But uh, aside from the dimensions being focused on, I want to specifically talk about three D's, three terms that start with the letter D. And uh, they are our faith must be dominant, our faith must be discerning, and our faith must assuredly be disciplined. Somebody say dominant, Dominant. discerning, Discerning. and disciplined. And so this month I want to share as the Spirit of the Lord will lead us to do so along these talks concerning 3D faith. Those three Ds we want to put some emphasis on so it'll anchor you in a place of faith. More so, I heard this morning as I was preparing, God wants to, he wants to elevate our perspective. He wants to elevate our perspective. We find in the book of Ephesians chapter number two, around verse number six, where Paul is telling the church of Ephesus, these are new converts, and he sends a letter to them uh, in a time where Paul has sent Timothy to remain as their leader. And uh, he finds himself needing to encourage both the leader and the saints. Doesn't that sound like modern day and age where everybody just needs to be encouraged? It seems like it's raining on the just and the unjust. Uh, those who've served in the ministry for years are finding themselves having to fight battles uh, and uh, that they never expected to fight. And uh, we find paralleling with leadership fighting battles. And I'm not merely talking about senior leaderships. I'm talking about people who've served in the ministry as as second-tier leadership. I'm talking about people who have been the backbone to the house of God being established in the 20th century. Now we cross the precipice of 21st century and we're settling in. And we find now that people who you never thought would face certain things are facing those things. Am I talking the truth in here? Am I speaking the facts? And so we find, Paul, that we, we, I, I encourage you because that's not anything new. It's not anything new. We find that this takes place even in the place in the first generation church where the apostles went out uh, and established and spread the gospel, causing churches to be, uh, to be established all throughout Asia Minor and, and throughout the, that uh, region. And we see in verse number Two, six of chapter two of Ephesus in this letter where he's encouraging them. He said, and God has raised us up and made us sit together. Look at somebody near you. You're not by yourself. You're not by yourself in this battle. No, you're not. You're not alone. You, 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 you may feel alone. You may feel like you're by yourself in this battle, but there's somebody sitting not a, not a couple of inches away from you that might be fighting that very same battle. 
He's raised us up and made us to sit together where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I love the fact that we're not just sitting up in high places thinking that we got it all together. Oh, come on and act like you know what I'm talking about in here. We're not, we're not perfect. We are being perfected. And yet our flaws don't prohibit us from accelerating and elevating in God. Thank God good. Yeah, this is not merit-based promotion. This is simply out of the goodness of the heart of God to want to make sure that we're positioned to be able to overcome in these battles that we're facing. And yet we must change our perspective. We cannot look at things in a low place. We cannot be low with the mountain and tell the mountain to bow low. Yeah, yeah, you, you must be elevated. You must, you must, you must be throne-minded. You must be rulership-minded. You must be conqueror-minded that this thing is beneath you. Come on, somebody, hear that now. These things that the enemy is throwing at us, they are beneath us. I'm not saying that, that you are not uh, worthy to go through the battle, but I'm here to tell you that the thing that you're battling against, oh, it's beneath you. Oh, it's beneath you. It's beneath you. It's beneath you. Uh, he's seated on the throne. He's seated on the throne. And he's raised us up. He's raised us up and made us, formed us, fashioned us, and, and caused us to sit together in the same posture. How can we, how can we mere humans be allowed, permitted to ascend to the throne of God, even as the apostle Paul said, to come boldly before the throne of grace that we might attain help, mercy in the time of need. How is it that we, those who are the most flawed in humanity, still have access to stand before a holy, righteous, flawless God? I'll tell you why. Because he made it that way. He caused it to be that way. He made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus because the work of Jesus Christ on your behalf that's why we can't stop preaching Jesus we can't pull his name out of nothing y'all because it's at the name of Jesus that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord so we got to keep him enthroned where he is because if he's lifted up he says I'll draw all men I'm feeling this thing this morning. See, we thought he was talking merely about drawing souls to him. But once those souls get to him, if they are in a low place, they will remain defeated. But he said, I've made you to sit together. I've raised you up. Once you're saved, you're not in a low place anymore. As I, where I am, I go to prepare a place for you, Jesus said, that where I am, you may be also. Somebody say that battle is beneath you. Tell that neighbor near you, whatever you're facing, whatever's trying to pull you back, whatever's trying to hold you down. I'm trying to tell you that thing is beneath you it don't have the authority to keep you in that place it don't have the power that you have it don't have the dna that you have it that thing is beneath you but our perspective must be elevated otherwise we'll feel as though we deserve these things that we're facing yeah, yeah, we'll feel that because we are sinners saved by grace, that the repercussions of sin, we are experiencing them. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to live with it, though. It may come near your doorpost, but there's some blood that's been painted on your doorpost that it's got to pass you by. But that takes a different perspective. 
takes a different perspective because even in life, even when disease tries to attack the human body, thought processes tell us that our actions have led us to the place to suffer the consequences of what we're suffering in some of the disease that we're facing in the United States of America. They say obesity is the common cause, is the main cause of much of the disease that we endure. And so we keep eating. So when disease comes, we feel like, oh, I, I, I should have done better. Well, maybe I should have done better, but the blood of Jesus was shed before I even got here and so since I did not do better even in my flaws he's still God and he he decided I didn't decide he decided to raise me with my flawed self up and let me be seated in heavenly places with my obese self in Christ Jesus somebody said that's a different perspective and we're going to get to the discipline part, but the first thing we got to get to is the fact that our faith is dominant. That's our mindset. That's our mindset. We're not merely low-minded believers trying to make it in, climbing up the rough side of the mountain. No, sir. We speak to the mountain. We don't climb the mountain. We tell them. It's a different perspective. That's an elevated mindset, and that's a dominant mindset. We see in the book of beginnings, Genesis 1, 28, God speaks to humanity, and he tells us four things, and then he gives us a fifth. He tells us, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. And then he said, now, in order to fulfill those four things, have dominion. What is he telling us? In everything you approach in your life, take it from a dominant mindset that everything is beneath you. God Almighty. That's why, that's why I love how after Christ comes in the New Testament, the, the Apostle Paul has to tell the Roman church, ho, 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 don't, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Yeah, you, you see, he got to pull us back because we realize everything is beneath me. Ain't nothing got power over me. Why? Because I'm seated together in heavenly places in the one who's undefeated. So I don't care what comes now my dwelling, nothing shall. What shall separate me from the... Everything is beneath me. But I realize that the reason it's beneath me is not because of my greatness. It's because of the great one in who I am dwelling in. And yet he is great. And so since I'm in him, there is nothing greater than him. Therefore, there is nothing too great for me to overcome. That's my mindset. I'm dominant. Anything I face in my life, if I take the right elevated perspective, I'll dominate. I'll win every time. We know the word of the Lord tells us that God never faileth. He never fails. Think about that. He never fails. Even when it feels like we let him down while we're in him, when, when God looks at us in Jesus with our flawed, failed self, he still sees undefeat. If I were you, I would have told Jesus, thank you right then. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I would have stirred up in your spirit right then because we're not expected to be without flaw. Though we are pressing towards the mark, we realize that as long as we're alive, we'll be chasing after the mark. But even though we're chasing, we're still placed, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So when we stand before him and he sees all of our flaws, Jesus will step in and say, Daddy, don't worry about that. I took care of my little brother. He was trying to figure it out all the way. But remember my blood I shared for him just like at Passover when the blood was over the, over the doorpost of Israel. You passed over them, so go on and pass over Mike he's still trying doing his best to make it in <laughs> so we must elevate our thinking elevate our thinking somebody say elevate. elevate and 
elevation must be to a place of domination. We must elevate our thinking to the fact that our faith is dominant. Our faith is dominant. Jude gives light to the fact of this in Jude uh, uh, verse number three where he says, I earnestly, when I wrote unto you, I felt it was very important that I uh, instructed you to earnestly contend for your faith. To earnestly contend for your faith. Even though you have been raised up and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, you must contend for your spot. That makes me think about in my days as an athlete when I got that starting position I felt real good about the fact that now I got the position but I, I had to quickly realize that there were other people who liked the position I was in remember your adversary his name was first, first Lucifer now he's called Satan the devil that low one who's gonna burn in hell forever and ever and time and a time and a time of time gonna burn in that lake of fire that low one that ain't got nothing against you I'm trying to show you how the Bible says even when you see him as he is you're gonna say foot I should have beat him down I should have saw him for what he really was that low that low posture that low place he, he has no power over you because you have dominance over him dominant somebody say i'm dominant i'm dominant and so and so and so we must let me let me i want to I hurry up and get here for the sake of time that our posture must be that we must see ourselves as as dominion carriers we must see ourselves as dominators, even concerning our faith, even concerning our faith. Jude said, Jude said, you must contend for your faith. You must contend for your faith, which denotes that if you're contending for something, there is someone who is trying to get it. Never forget my sophomore year. I worked all freshman year to try to get that position. And I went through the season. All I was on was special teams running around tackling jokers. About knocking myself cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And, uh, and uh, I was covered in that, that position of strong safety. And I worked my tail off in the offseason. I finally got that starting position. But it was a senior that was mad that I took his position. And so I had to contend to keep my spot. I had to stay sharp every day in practice. I couldn't let my guard down ever because he was in the coach's ear saying, look at young boy, he don't know what he's doing. But he didn't have the skill I had. Let me preach about myself. He didn't have the skill that I had, nor had he put in the work like I put in. See, sometimes when people get a position, they forget they let their guard down. They think that it was their effort that got them there. And they forget that somebody else might put in more effort. But the way that you maintain a posture of success is that you got to maintain a dominant mentality or perspective so what I'm trying to get you to see is as we have been granted this posture of heavenly place faith we must realize that we have an adversary that we must contend against we must contend we must contend Paul told Timothy in first Timothy uh, chapter 6 he tells him around verse number uh, 12 or 14 let me see I want to give you that one for records uh, for verse number 12 he tells him that we must fight the good fight of faith yeah, so what that tells us is some things are going to come up in your life that, that are contrary to what you're believing. There are some people that are going to arise in your life that, that try and get you to, to come down to that low place. Come here, Nehemiah, help me preach this thing. When you've, when you've received an assignment of God to rebuild the walls around this great and holy city that God has, has uh, ordained as his own, and yet right when you're at the pinnacle of fulfilling your assignment, there's a Tobias and a Sanballat that want to get you to come down. But I love how the Bible says they came to him in the valley of Ono, which denotes where you are speaks to what you ought to say. Uh, I'm in a place of abundance so I abundantly say no you I am not coming down oh no oh no oh no I'm too busy about my father's business I watch this what most of us when we get into contentious places we want to go back and forth with our adversary but that's sometimes you got to see your adversary as he is and realize that you're above him some battles we don't need to even engage upon it's funny sometimes when our uh, our 11 year old son 
who is growing into himself. My my old folks used to say he had a stage of smelling himself. (laughs) Anybody know what I'm talking about? That that stage of smelling yourself, feeling like you live more further off than you ought to. Uh, 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 Bible call it thinking of yourself more highly than you ought. That's what Paul said. And every now and then he poke out his chest and he try to see how much the pokeness of his chest is going to get accomplished for him. But it's funny how I have to quickly show him without even having to poke mine out, that mine bigger than yours. <laughs> My chest done been through some things. My chest done endured some punches and some battles. And, some, and, so, and so I must very quickly show him. I, I, I don't even have to lift much of a finger, but let him know, boy, you don't want none of this. <laughs> Anybody ever have to do that with your children? You just got to, you know, you know, you love them, you hug them, you want to kiss them and, 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 and you know, you want to pat them and all that good stuff. But every now and then you just got to say, nah, 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 I won't go ahead and let you know now. You step to a man, you're going to get a man. You better be a man ready to step to a man now. Any, any, any sisters in here know what I'm talking about? You don't have to pop a couple, pop a couple of na- uh, Lee Press on, Lee Press on nails at your. Don't act like you ain't. You, you might then came out of Lee Press on now, but back in the day when you, <laughs> you a pop a Lee Press off, it'd be press off, Lee Clip off nails and say nah 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 nah. Listen here, little heifer. <laughs> Come over here messing with me, you want to? Thank your mama sweet, but your mama got a little salt down on the inside and she'll throw all kind of salt up in whatever game you're trying to play. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's what we need to do to our adversary. I know he's been around a long time. I know he knows the game. I know he's well-versed, but he's still lesser than us. He still has, has descended from a high place that we have been granted access to and now he's beneath us. So we got to see that adversary. When you, when you see stuff coming at you, don't, don't even fool with that old adversary. Your posture is to contend for things of value. And your faith is of value. I'm not going to contend with you over my character. I know my character. My character has been sure and intact. I'm going to let God, I'm going to hold my peace, and I'm going to let God fight that battle, and I'm going to contend for something that's worth contending for. Somebody say we contend for the faith. Fight the good fight of faith, Paul tells Timothy, even while he is serving in Ephesus. I love how God is paralleling this today. While Timothy is serving in Ephesus, he's facing scenarios where people are questioning his, the authenticity of his ability to lead because he's new to the game or because he is of mixed breed descent. His dad being a Greek, his mother being a Jew, trying to figure out if he's really worthy. He says, listen, son, don't worry about that. We done taking care of that. Fight the good fight of faith. Because your faith is why you're here. Think back in, in another text where he tells him, stir up the gift of God. Stir, I know the faith that's on the inside of you. Stop worrying about external adversaries and deal with the enemy that's in me. Because our perspective sometimes is what keeps us from overcoming. And yet there are adversaries and we must be able to face those adversaries in a true and, and dominant posture. Our faith is dominant. The Bible gives light to the fact in, in John chapter number 16, verse number 33, that Jesus says uh, in this life, you're going to have challenges. In this life, you're going to face things that come against your faith. If you live long enough, you're going to face somebody that just find a reason to just dislike you. Hello, somebody. But he says, in those moments, realize that you don't have to worry because I've already overcome the world. And then the same John gives the testimony in 1 John 5, 4. He says, now this is the victory wherein we overcome the world, just like Jesus, even our what? Faith. 
even our faith. So we realize that our faith is always going to be contested. Our faith is always going to be buffeted. When we believe God for a thing, there's always going to be something, some voice that's saying, are you sure? The same voice in the garden that said, did God say? It's always going to be a voice that tries to tell you that what you are trusting, what you were once confident that God said, it may or may not be the case. And don't, let, don't mess around and let your body start lining up with the lie that the enemy's trying to release in you. That's when doubt tries to creep in. I love, I love what Jesus says in Matthew 21 and 21. He says that if you'll believe, if you'll have faith and not doubt. Yeah, doubt is the enemy of your dominance. Write that down, write that down, write that down. Doubt is the enemy of your dominance. Doubt is the thing that tries to eat away, that tries to erode the surety of what you know God said about you. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 35, that we should cast not away our confidence that has a great recompense of reward. There is a recompensation that God wants to ascribe to our lives from things that we have lost in times past, and we must be confident in the fact that we are going to be get, we're going to receive what we are old. We're confident. We're confident. Don't doubt it. Confident. Be confident. He goes on to say in 1 John 5, John goes on to say in verse 14 that we have this confidence in him that if we ask anything in alignment with his will, that he hears us. God hears your prayer. Don't you dare let the enemy make you think that God doesn't hear your prayer just because you don't see manifestation of what you're believing for. I'm going to say that again. Don't you ever let anything make you think that God does not hear your prayer because you're not seeing the physical manifestation of what you have spiritually spoken out of your mouth because you believe what God showed you in your mind's eye. Spirit first, then it manifests in the natural. Come on, mothers, tell the truth in here when you had to give birth to that baby, right? You couldn't see that you was pregnant at first, but something started changing on the inside of you. And things that normally took place didn't take place no more. Have you ever been in a place where you used to hear the voice of God? And then you felt like you're praying and God don't hear you because he's not answering. Things change. Things that once were there are no longer there. The reason that it's changing is because you're in a different season. You're pregnant with something. There's something on the inside of you that God speaking to you on a consistency will cause you to abort it if it don't. God Almighty, I wish y'all could hear by the Spirit this morning. Y'all tired. Y'all tired. Come on, shake your neighbor. Shake your neighbor. Tell him, tell him, wake up. Don't miss what God has for you this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because, because if you'll make it through that trimester of change... There's going to be some evidence that shows up on the inside of you. I wish I, wish I had some people. If you can make it through that, that, that season where, where, where you're telling everybody that you feel a certain way, but can't nobody see it. You tell, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I feel like, and it's a honey, you just all in your mind, ain't nothing there. You tried to get pregnant before, and it never, don't even worry about it. And, 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 and you're telling somebody, but I'm telling you, I feel something different this time. You believe God for that thing in the last season, but it just never came to pass. And outsiders are telling you, oh, don't worry about it. You may well just give that up. Don't even try it again. But something on the inside of you is stirring up and you believe and you say, I, I, I feel something different on the inside. If you can make it through that season of doubt. Evidence is going to come. It's going it's to cause everybody who doubted what you said in the first, in the first season. It's going to cause them to be made a lie. 
but it takes dominant faith. You must be strong. You must be confident. Don't cast away your confidence. Your confidence is the key to your manifestation. Listen, I wish God made his laws or his principles different, but he has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He's chosen the, the principle of faith to fulfill the will of the Lord on the earth. Bible tells us that we know that the world by faith, we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. You can't see the word of God. He's chosen invisible things. And so we cannot allow visible things to change our posture from from this invisible invisible confidence somebody say our faith must be dominant our faith must be dominant i'm gonna close this out i know y'all are getting tired want to want to put a couple nuggets in your ears so you don't leave here without it uh, a dominant specifically means it's influential it's in control it's it's it has rule by that i mean your faith though you may feel like you're you're subservient it has the rule or it has the influence because by faith all things are possible to them who believe so if 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 someone is not believing they're not in control Amen. God is sitting over watching how our, how our stance will be in faith and he says if you believe anything is possible so if you believe you're in control of the possibilities so, so the keys are in your hand it's not up to the devil. It's not up to your friends. It's not up to your situation. Oh, my situation. I don't care about my situation. I got faith. My faith can move a mountain right in the midst of my situation if I believe. I care if sickness hits your body. If you can hold, and I know sickness is a tough one because you feel the physical uh, 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 aftermath of what the, the report is. But if you'll stand firm in faith, just as, just as sure as you cannot see the molecules or the cells that cause that disease to be present in your body, that invisible faith will materialize and bump that. I'm telling you, tumors will fall out your body just because of faith. I know that's tough. I know, I know that's, that's old tent revival talk, but I'm here to tell you the same faith that raised Jesus from the dead is the same faith on the inside of you that's trying to give you manifestation to your healing right here, right now, today. Somebody say, my faith is influential. Say, my faith is in control. Faith is dominant. What do we mean by that? You're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. Can you hear that? Can you hear that for y'all who are here this service? God is not trying to give you victory. He gave it to you. He gave humanity dominance. He gave us dominion. And even when we fail, he made a way for us to get it right back. See, we got to stop going off of what we feel. I feel defeated. I feel like the enemy. I, it looks like, no, while we look not at the things which are seen, for those things are temporary. But if we looked at the unseen thing, what unseen thing? What God said in his word, and we believe it by faith. We will have what we believe when we speak in faith. We will have what we say beyond the thing that is presently in our face. Nudge your neighbor and tell them faith is the key. Faith is the key. Faith is the key. And so we're not believing God for faith. We're not, God, I'm believing that you're going to bring me out. No, no, you brought me out. You brought me out. Watch this. I'm just in a fight. Yeah, you brought me out. You already, you already brought me out. That's, that, that's taken care of. You've already healed me. You've already saved me. If I choose to let my, my spirit leave my body and go to heaven, then I know where I'm going. So I, all is well. But right now I'm in a fight. And so I got to fight this fight that's coming against my faith. That's why if I were some, if, if, if when I see someone who's battling uh, infirmity, I'm in, my, my main posture is I'm praying for their faith. I'm praying for their faith because my hope is I would rather you pass of old age than you allow sickness to take you out because that's offensive to God. It's offensive to Jesus for sickness to hit your body and it take you out. He says, I died for that. 
It's a fight. So fight for it. Fight for what I gave you. If I gave you, matter of fact, doggone, give me some money. Who got some money in here? I'm gonna, let's, Joy, let's play a game. I want y'all to see this thing. Give me a $20 bill or something. I get back. No, I got one. I'm going to use y'all money. I got one, doggone it. I'm going to use my money. Somebody say, say, use your own money, Bishop. I got 20, one, two, three dollars. 23, 20, what's another dollar somewhere around? I want y'all to see this thing. Somebody say, show us, bitch, show us, pastor. I'm trying. Y'all acting like you're tired. Give me a child up here that wants some money. Any child in here wants some money? Get here as fast as you can if you want this money. This the only child that want the money? Who want the money? Who want the money? Y'all want the money? Who want the money? Anybody want the money? Anybody want the Y'all ain't gonna be pastor. My boy, I used to play Look at him. Come on here. Come on, come here, big man. Come here, big man. Y'all done chased me all around the church. Security didn't even help me. You want the money or you want the money? He said, me, well, you, your hand ain't on the money. Like that piece don't tear if you don't hold on to it good. So you better good, a good, good, You put your hand a little further up, man. There you go. All right. Now, whoever snatches the money strong enough on three can have the money. One, two, three. Now, take it from him if you want it. Look at how, look at this grip on this money. What we seeing here? Let me show y'all something. Y'all don't want no money. Give me them pieces. What'd I just do? I took it. Why? Who money is it? You think I'm gonna let some chillin'? Missing it. You missing it? You think I'm gonna let a devil who got put out of his place? Come and attack me. Take my stuff. I beat the bricks off of you. You try to come up in here and take my stuff. I get your mama to whoop your behind and your mama daddy whoop your behind. Get past and hit money back. Jesus gives us something. He gives us healing. Thank y'all. Y'all can have a dollar. Throw that one up. Take that. And you got to get you some tape now because you, you told that one. I saw you tell that one. Get you some tape. You tell that. Now go on, sit down with that dollar. Y'all can have that 20 though. Look. Watch this. Boy, God will preach now. It's tore up, but it still got its value. <laughs> it's been through the struggle, but it still got its value. <laughs> it went through the battle, but it came out with victory. Out. Some of us have gone through hardships. We've gone through trials, but our faith remains the same. Why? Because it's dominant. Some of us have gone through the test. We may have some symptoms, but we have our healing. We may have gone through some chemotherapy, but we came out whole. We may have gone through some lack, but I still got my house. They may have said they were going to take the property, but I still got the keys. You may have took my first car, but I built my credit back up, and I went back and got that for St. Even. Somebody! Why? Because my faith is dominant. And I don't care what I face in my life. I'm not going to quit. I may have lost some battles of old, but I serve an undefeated God. And if I approach it by faith, dominant faith, the end of the thing is far greater than the beginning. In the end, I win. Somebody say, I win, I win, I win.
Celebrate the Lord today. I got it. I want y'all to reflect on this throughout the week. Identify an area that you're being buffeted in your life. I want you to now change your perspective. You're not trying to overcome. You've already been granted victory. Now, from victory, fight the good fight of faith. From Ephesians 2 and 6, you've been made to sit together in heavenly place in Christ Jesus. From that place of victory, fight the good fight. If it so be that God chooses to let your victory be that he takes you home, I don't know what, or, or that his victory be that he causes you to experience some, some setback as, as a setup, like a slingshot drawing you back to take you into greater places. Whatever you do, don't quit on your faith. Whatever you do, don't change your mind. Stay strong in faith. For this is the victory wherein we overcome even our faith. Man, I pray you were blessed by that message on today. I just love the word of God. I love how it penetrates our heart and imparts into us the ability to live out the word of God. Listen, concerning your faith, I've just released a brand new book entitled Principles of Faith, Fundamentals to Effectively Live by Faith. And I'd like for you to go on our website, www.michaelgrantministries.net, and I'd like for you to get a copy. Listen, we have it in paperback form and we have it in ebook form. So hurry up today, go on our website and get your copy. And of course, you can continue to follow us on social media at Michael Grant Ministries. And then you can always stay tuned to our podcast, which we post on a weekly basis. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your connection with us. And until next time, stay strong in the faith.